Welcome to the Overnight Trainer Podcast, where each week we talk about all things related to the world of learning and development, including facilitation, instructional design, sales enablement, and so much more. I'm your host, Sarah Canistra, and I'm an L&D strategist and career coach, and I'm here to take the guesswork out of becoming an L&D professional and show you how to unlock continued success in your learning and development career. I'm on a mission to quickly develop the next generation of L&D leaders who are looking to create meaningful and engaging learning experiences. So, if you're looking to transition into L&D for the first time, have found yourself accidentally in a training position, or are working up the ranks as an L&D professional already, you've come to the right place. Welcome back to another episode of the Overnight Trainer Podcast. This one is all about networking. So who you should be networking with, especially if you're looking to use your network to get a new job, which you should. (laughs) Um, But first, before we dive into the episode, I have to celebrate two of my clients this week. Uh, The first one, I am literally jumping for joy. I've never, I've been, never been so elated for another human being in my life than I was uh, this past week when it's been one week since we talked and this past Tuesday we had our call and we've been working together for about seven weeks now and she really proved that the after holiday um, hiring rush is real. So I said, you know, it doesn't slow down. There's still things happening there uh, during the holidays and right after the holidays go through, that's when you get hit. And in one week, so it's been one week since we talked, all of her hard work has paid off and she has four interviews lined up. And the really cool thing is that she's only applied to two of these jobs. The other two reached out to her because of her LinkedIn profile and portfolio. So what I think is the absolute coolest, and I don't know if people will agree with me on this, but you should, um, is that she's actually had to turn down offers to interview. So she has been seeing so many companies reach out to her to interview. She is turning down offers to interview. So it's something I talk a lot about. I had a whole episode on, on finding your niche. I think it's episode yeah, it's episode three. And I spend, you know, the first part of working together as a one-on-one client in my one-on-one container is really understanding what your niche is. So where do you, you know, what's that sweet spot for you in learning and development? And part of that is figuring out what type of company is that for? And so what an amazing place to be in, to be so confident in your niche and to really truly know where your sweet spot is in L&D, to be able to turn down interviews for companies that just don't feel right. And that you're being in that place to interview for the companies that feel good, not just anyone that keeps knocking or comes knocking. And that's a, a mistake that so many people make, especially when they're kind of in it alone, looking to transition to a new job in L&D. It's like that first instructional design job that comes, you want to like snatch it up and run with it. But I always work with my clients on let's find the right job, not just the first job that comes. So really excited about that. And then along with today's theme, another one of my clients uh, had put themselves out there on Upwork for some freelancing opportunities uh, while he was job hunting. And 
that just happened to lead to him getting discovered on Upwork by the president of a company. And he now has an interview for a full-time position. So he didn't apply. It really is just the power of putting yourself out there. So that leads us perfectly into today's episode. And I say it's it's no joke when people say your network is your net worth. I know it's cheesy. I know it's corny, but it really is true. That is how a lot of my clients get jobs. And it's how a lot of people get jobs. Uh, it's not always about applying and going through the applicant tracking system and being one of 600 people applying for one job. It's not what you know, it's who you know. And that's where networking really comes into place. So a lot of you know, I'm I'm pretty active uh, on LinkedIn. And you know, for me, over the last six months, in all honesty, I think I've made more, no, not I think, I have, let me say that more definitively, I have made more friends on LinkedIn than I have in real life. And I'd like to blame quarantine for that. But It's probably not to blame (laughs) because it's hard. It is hard to make relationships as adults. And it's also freaking scary, right? Rejection still sucks as we get older. And what that rejection does is it makes us fearful to take chances, fearful to meet new people, fearful to put ourselves out there. And the problem is, especially when you are job seeking, you need to be out there Uh, and you need to stand out. And this is one of the areas I spend the most amount of time with my clients on, putting yourself out there in the world to be found. Um, and with my one-on-one clients, we have several ways of doing this. So we we go in several different channels to optimize getting seen. I've kind of already given you one special one, which is the, the Upwork thing. But you know, I'm going to share today what it looks like to optimize your network, specifically on LinkedIn. So that's a huge place where a lot of my clients, like I said, they're Companies are sliding into their DMs. They're not even having to apply for positions. So it is a huge, huge, huge opportunity and a huge advantage to really optimize your network on LinkedIn. So this isn't a new science or a new idea, but I personally call it the rule of thirds. And when you audit your LinkedIn network, what you should see is three equal types of connections. So the first are your peers. So these are people who are in the same boat as you, kind of in that same exact situation that you're in for the most part. So if you're a teacher looking to become an instructional designer, a third of your network should also be teachers looking to become an instructional designer. If you are wanting to be a sales and leadership trainer and you're coming from higher ed, then one third of your network should also be the same boat of coming from higher ed and looking to be a sales and leadership trainer. You might be thinking like, how do I find that? Or does that even exist? And the thing is, I just looked it up before <laughs> before recording this podcast. And there's like, wait, let me go to it real quick. 760 million users on LinkedIn, okay? Uh, there's gonna be enough people to fill your one third of your network uh, based on those 760 million users. Um, of that, I think, uh, what does it say here? 20, 260 million are, are active monthly and 40%. So of those engaging, so of that 260 million, 40% are on there on a daily basis. So you can definitely find people who are in your same boat. And you know, it's what I work with my one-on-one clients on is, you know, how do we find those people? You know, looking at hashtags and things like that are, are a huge part of it as well. But a third of your network should be in the same boat. 
And the reason for this is that these are people who you can share best practices with, lean on each other during the job hunting process, find free resources, share free resources with each other. You know, it's important to have like-minded people in the same job situation as you. You know, as humans, we, we often gravitate to people who are like us or in who are same situations as us. It's a very human nature centric uh, thing that we do. And so it makes us feel more comfortable when we're seeing other people in the same boat as us. It's relatable. Doesn't feel scary. You don't have that fear of rejection. You know, so it's definitely important to have, you know, a third of your network, people who are in that same boat as you, people who you can lean on. Now, these people, though, are not going to be the ones knocking down your DMs, sliding into your DMs to offer you a job. The biggest mistakes I see my client makes when it comes when we first start working together and when it comes to networking is that their networks are filled with their peers. So it's, you know, if you're, again, a teacher looking to become an instructional designer, if you look in the majority of your network are also teachers looking to become instructional designers, that's not good, right? Because First of all, you all you're seeing is the same thing that you're doing and you're not growing. So if all you're if, if all you're seeing is you, you're not going to be growing. It's really really easy to get complacent and, you know, commiserate with other people in your in your same boat, you know, when you're all going through the same thing. And the reality is this, and this might be harsh to say, but I don't really care is that they're also your competition. So like it or not, they're your competition. And that means that they're also looking for the same jobs that you are. And so if you're constantly surrounded by everyone else in your same boat, what's going to end up happening is you're going to start seeing that all these people are getting jobs while you're still looking. Um, and it's going to sting. It as nice as you are, it's going to sting to start, start seeing everyone in your network, uh, posting about getting their jobs and then they're no longer relevant to you, right? That's the reality. So you know, you really just want to keep a third of your network to be your peers. And that gives you a network to lean on without holding you back. So the first third of your network, when you look at, you know, auditing it, a first third should be people who are in that same boat as you. All right. Now on to the second third. And I think personally, the second third is probably the most important, especially if you're looking to transition into a new role. So the first third is your peers, people who are in the same boat as you. The next third, so another one third of your network, should be people whose job you want to have, right? And this is like whose job you want to have soon. So what's the job you're looking to get into? So the next step or possibly two steps, but the next step. So if you listen to my niche episodes, so like I said, it's episode three, uh, you know how much time I spend with my clients on identifying what their niche is. If you do not know what your L&D niche is, this part of networking is going to be very, very, very difficult for you because it will feel like throwing spaghetti at the wall and your network will not reflect what you want it to. So I want you to be very, very specific with this. So I have a free niche guide. It's www.theovernighttrainer.com slash nailing your niche uh, because you need to identify what your niche is in L&D. Again, that, that's the corner of L&D where your transferable skills, where your passions, where your desires lead you to, as well as what kind of company you want to be working for. So once you identify what your niche is, then you look at who in the LinkedIn world is already doing that job. So let's say your niche ends up as an instructional designer for a large medical or health company. You'll want to start to connect with and follow instructional designers for large medical health companies. 
If your niche ends up being sales enablement for a SaaS company, you'll want to start connecting with, following, engaging with sales enablement professionals at SaaS companies. So most important part of that is to engage with their content and their posts. So this is more than just liking something. So you shouldn't be a LinkedIn lurker. Um, That's not going to get you a job. Oh, that person I saw liked my post. That's not what's going to get you a job. It's actually engaging with them. So my rule of thumb is that if you are commenting, which you should be on these, you should be adding the most value or asking the most valuable question on the entire thread. So this takes work, and this is something I spend a lot of time with my clients on, but it's the main reason, this third right here, is the main reason that most of my clients get jobs without ever applying to them, okay? Because these people are connecting, they're having conversations. We also go through, you know, how to connect with recruiters, kind of in that same power here of really understanding that next step that you want to take. So this is really is important because you're having these great conversations, you're standing out, you become a name and you become a, f- a friend to these people. Uh, it's crazy to think, you know, the power of, of meeting online, but we do it all the time with, with dating, right? Why aren't we doing it really with networking? And the reality is these connections that we're making on LinkedIn lead to jobs. And so this part of your networking really truly matters that not only are you connecting with them, but you're engaging with them as well. And like I said, this takes work, it takes time, but it pays off, right? Because you know what else takes time? Sending off 100 different job applications with different cover letters and different resumes and you know the applicant tracking system and all of that, that takes time and energy too, but this is much more fruitful. So then the last third, this, I love this third. I mean, I love all the thirds, but this third is like, is the fun third, I should say. Um, These should be a mix of leaders, so thought leaders, and also the bosses and bosses of bosses of your second third people. So in the second third, right, you you were following people who had that job that you want to transition into. So you want to be following their bosses, bosses of bosses in that same general industry, as well as people who inspire you. And this could all be, those people could also be people who inspire you, but the people who inspire you don't have to be in learning and development. And I really truly recommend finding inspiration outside of learning and development too. For me, I follow a lot of thought leaders in the L&D space, but I also follow a lot of diversity, equity, and inclusion thought leaders, sales personalities, sales companies, um, marketing gurus, and I'm so inspired by them and their work. You know, you need mental inspiration and a mental break from people who are in your boat, people whose job you want to have. If all you're seeing is people whose job you want to have, people who are looking for the same job as you, it's not fun to be networking. And the point of this, it's hard work but it's meant to be fun. You're meant to make really, really great connections that are ultimately going to lead to, again, someone knocking on your LinkedIn DM saying, hey, I know, you know we've connected a couple of months ago. We've been chatting about instructional design jobs. One just opened up my company. Now, networking is just so important. You know, my... I have, I just have so many people, especially right now, one of my clients who is getting referred somewhere, you know, from creating that connection and is making their way through such a, I can't name the company right now, but through a, you know, really, really challenging company to get into. And it's because they networked with this person, this person put them through. They'd never met in real life. They didn't 
go to college together. They didn't work together at a previous job. They networked through LinkedIn. And now he has a job interview at a very difficult company to get into. Um, so it's, it's again, the power of networking. So there you have it. Like I said, I work very, very closely with my one-on-one coaching clients on how to approach people, including recruiters on LinkedIn. And the reality is this, is 40% of all jobs are landed because of referrals. And it's not, again, referrals of people who you, I mean, it can be, but it's typically these days, not referrals of people who you went to high school or college with or worked with at a previous job. It's these connections that we're making on LinkedIn and these connections that we're making through networking. And these will land opportunities in your inbox. So if you are looking for opportunities in your inbox, you're looking for a new L&D job, I do have just a few spots open um, to take on private coaching clients uh, one-on-one. So it's a one-on-one container. We meet weekly uh, for one hour for three months straight. And you know, mo- the majority of my clients are actually landing jobs between that six-week and eight-week mark, um, whether it be contract positions, full-time positions. Uh, We really work around what it is that you're looking to take on and the speed you're looking to do it. Um, But I would love to work with you. So if you go to www.theovernighttrainer.com slash coaching, uh, you can scroll down to the bottom, schedule a free consultation call with me, and we can chat and see if we are right for each other. So again, www.theovernighttrainer.com slash coaching. I'd love to chat with you on a consultation call. So if we are not connected on LinkedIn, so in the spirit of LinkedIn, um, please add me to your network, Sarah Canistra. And if this episode resonated with you, please subscribe to the podcast, subscribe to the show, rate, review it. And please, please, please email me, um, hello at theovernighttrainer.com or message me on LinkedIn uh, with any topics you want to hear more about. I'm here for you. Uh, A lot of these things I'm talking about are questions that I keep getting or people messaging me now and asking for specific topic. So please, please, please tell me what you want to hear more about. And until next week, happy learning.